I'm Brooke Gurley, and you are listening to Untold Stories, the cases that shaped the civil rights movement, presented by Long Crime. This podcast is the audio adaptation of my video series titled The Untold Stories of the Civil Rights Movement. And now, on to this week's episode. What's up, everyone? It's me, Brooke. Welcome back to The Untold Stories of the Civil Rights Movement, where each week I look at what I think are important cases, I discuss them, break them down, and let you know why I think they're important. So let's get into this week's case. This week is Gamillion versus Lightfoot from 1960. First of all, shout out to these names, because they're both kind of epic, like Gamillion and Lightfoot. And so to have them together in the Supreme Court case is kind of epic. This case involved gerrymandering. Cool fact. The word gerrymandering comes from 1812 when the governor of Massachusetts, Elbridge Gerry, G-E-R-R-Y, he signed an act that created this political district that had this weird shape that one political cartoonist said looked like a salamander. And so he put the two together, Jerry and salamander, and got gerrymander. So that's where the term comes from. You're welcome. This case deals with gerrymandering for the sake of excluding black people. This case takes place in Tuskegee, Alabama, and to really understand what's going on here, you have to kind of go back before 1960 when it was decided back to, I mean, we can go back to slavery days, but for purposes of this episode, we can go back to 1940s. At the end of World War II, black people are coming back, they're trying to register to vote. And so the petitioner or the plaintiff in this case, Professor Charles Good Gamillion, he was a professor at Tuskegee Institute, that was obviously in Tuskegee, Alabama, and he was an advocate for voter registration. And it took him a minute before, when he finally, when he went to Tuskegee, it took him a minute before he was able to actually register to vote because of all these hurdles that were in place. So there was a poll tax, which mean, meant you had to pay to, to vote, to register to vote. There was also an intelligence test that you had to sort of like write out portions of the Constitution. And then they also had what was called a vouching system, which meant that Mr. Gamillion, Professor Gamillion, had to get a white person to vouch for him, saying that he is somebody who is worthy enough to be a voter. So he went through all those hurdles, and he registered to vote, and it was great, and he was trying to get other people to register to vote. And Professor Gamillion was kind of like this serious character, but he joined the men's club at Tuskegee, and eventually that became the Tuskegee uh, TCA, or the Tuskegee Civic Association at Tuskegee. And Tuskegee, by the way, is an HBCU, or Historically Black College or University, that was founded by Booker T. Washington. So he, uh, Professor Gamillion, founded this, or not founded, but was a part of this organization, TCA, and they wanted to get black people to vote. And so for over the course of like 20 years, he was able to get black people in Tuskegee registered to vote. So it was, let's say back in the 1940s, there's like 75 black people who could vote, who were registered to vote. And then over the course of 20 years, that number went up to like 400 or over 400 people who were registered to vote. Black people outnumbered white people in Tuskegee and their voter registration numbers were nearing that of the white people and white people were not having it. They were not here for this. So white people seeing that black people were not only outnumbering them in the city, but also their voter registration, therefore political power was nearing to equal theirs, if not surpass it. They freaked out. They did what they've been doing in the South since the end of slavery, since slavery and definitely after slavery, which is they cheated. (laughs) Like they's like, we can't get you legally will just cheat. So what ended up happening is that a gentleman who was the executive secretary of the White Citizens Council, which was this white supremacist organization only a shade above the KKK, 
um, he created, he devised this plan where he created this funky shaped 28 side district that included all the white people in Tuskegee and excluded all but like four or five black people. And they, white locals, tried to propose this to the state legislator to have the, the city of Tuskegee, the district line, changed to this, like I said, 28-side, funky-shaped district. And Professor Gamillion got wind of this, and he was like, oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 we got to stop this. So there was like a write-in campaign, they did a little boycott, but what he did, too, that got us here is that he filed a, a lawsuit against the city, against the mayor, Mayor Philip Lightfoot and other elected officials and other leaders of Tuskegee. So he filed this lawsuit and he was seeking declaratory judgment, which meant, you know, declare that this is unconstitutional, this the way they drew this district and also injunction to stop them from going forward with their plans. Um, he got into the state court, and I'm guessing, based upon with the position of the case, that there was a motion to dismiss at some point, if not, or maybe some kind of dispositive motion. So whether that's a motion to dismiss or a summary judgment motion, but saying, "Look, court, you shouldn't. This case shouldn't even go to trial. You shouldn't even hear this because we, as the state, have the right to to decide how we want to draw our districts, and you can't really say anything about that because the Constitution gives us broad powers." Gamillion files this lawsuit. And they're arguing that this violates the 14th Amendment Equal Protection as well as the 15th Amendment Equal Protection. And so the Middle District of Alabama, they dismissed the case because they said, hey, we can't. They agree with the state, essentially. We, we don't have any power to tell them how they can draw their, their, um, their districts. They have broad power under the Constitution. Gamillion appeals to what is then the Fifth Circuit, but the Fifth Circuit has since been divided into the Fifth and Eleventh Circuit. And um, so Alabama was formerly in the Fifth Circuit, but now it's in the Eleventh Circuit, along with Georgia and Florida. It's the circuit I practice in. The legacy is still the same. Um, <laughs> but the uh, the Fifth Circuit agrees with the lower court and say, yeah, no, you this case should be dismissed. We can't decide this case. So then Gamillion appeals again to the United States Supreme Court. The issue. The issue is pretty straightforward here. It's whether or not this funky little district violates the 15th Amendment, the way that it was drawn and the kind of the outcome, which is that it excludes black people, whether or not that violated the 15th Amendment to the Constitution. Because that was the issue that the court looked at. They didn't really consider the 14th Amendment. They looked at the 15th Amendment, the holding. The court ruled that yes, what the state of Alabama, what Tuskegee and therefore the state of Alabama did, violated the 15th Amendment of the Constitution. Therefore, it was unconstitutional and they reversed it. The reasoning. Well, the court agreed with the states in that, yes, they have broad power in how they construct their districts, but the court said that power is not absolute. It still must conform to the 15th Amendment. You cannot draw your districts in such a way that it violates the 15th Amendment rights of citizens. And so, no, it's not an absolute thing. And then the court also said that this is not merely a matter of you doing engaging in a political activity that just incidentally disenfranchised black people. But rather, this is a case where you are trying to disenfranchise black people and just incidentally, you're engaged in political activity. Don't try me. I see what's going on. That's how I'm interpreting the court saying. It's like, and, and also what's interesting here is that the state didn't offer some kind of race neutral reason for why they were doing no any kind of um, politically expedient reason why they wanted to do it. Their argument was essentially, we have the power to do this. Who gonna check me, boo? And the court was like, the Constitution's going to check you. 
and we are going to make a check you. You can't do this. It violates the 15th Amendment. We see what's up. We're calling you out. And therefore, we're reversing. And um, because this case did not go to trial, like I said, this seemed to be on some kind of dispositive motion. Um, the court said, therefore, Mr. Gamillion should have the right to be able to prove these allegations that it disenfranchises black people. So what ended up happening is after the lower court's decision was reversed, um, eventually what happened is that the, the city of Tuskegee, the line was redrawn or back to the nice square that it was before all of this. And um, so that little funky 28th side district was gone. Um, they lost. Professor Gamillion went on to continue his activism around voting and voter registration. He even, he even did some work with the SCLC, which is the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, Dr. King's organization that he founded. I think he even worked with Dr. King for a minute. Um, but he continued his fight for civil rights and continued to be a professor in sociology at Tuskegee. Why is this case important? Well, it's important for reasons I have mentioned before, but I think it bears repeating. One, I appreciate the court in this case being willing to call a spade a spade, which is the court, because the court could have easily said, you know, this is racially neutral on its face. It's just a redrawing. I mean, yeah, it looks weird, but you know, they're not saying anything. We, they could have hid behind that, but instead they were like, no, 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 we see what's going on. What you're trying to do is to exclude black people calling you out on it and we're saying no you can't do that we're going to protect the rights of our citizens and I think that's important because later on as you'll see the court in my opinion is willing to sort of hide behind these racially neutral reasons and say oh we're kind of powerless I don't know what to do but the court here especially this Warren court under Chief Justice Earl Warren um, they were willing to call injustice out and say no we see what's happening um, and we're not going to pervert justice and hide behind some kind of, well, this seems racially neutral, or states have absolute power, therefore we're powerless to stop this. Um, but being able to uphold the rights of people and recognizing racism and systemic racism where it is, I appreciate that, because that's not necessarily the case later on when the court gets a little more conservative. I also think it's ironic, and black journalists mentioned this at the time, that this happened in Tuskegee. Um, and that it impacted people at Tuskegee Institute, which was founded by Booker T. Washington. And Booker T. Washington abided by um, the idea of what's called really respect, uh, politics of respectability, which said that if black people would just um, prove that they are worthy of certain rights, then they would receive it, then white people would embrace them. They just had to go out and, and show that they um, deserve these things. And just act respectable and white people would respect us. But when Professor Gamillion did everything that he was supposed to do, did the white establishment welcome him and his peers with open arms, ready to embrace him and say, okay, you finally earned it? No, because they never. it's not even about that. They never wanted to let black people in. Their point was to, to exclude black people and to maintain a certain level of power within the white structure. Because ultimately what's going on here is that they're trying to disenfranchise black people. There's no way to earn the respect of your oppressor. Why would you even want to do that? I also think this is important given that this is an election year. And we must remember, okay, there is a persistent effort within American history to exclude black people. And they will cheat if they have to. And I know what you're thinking. We have the Voting Rights Act of 1965. But you know what? Gamillion was in 1960. That's almost 100 years after the 15th Amendment was passed. 
that law wasn't good enough. I mean, it was ultimately good enough to exclude or to reverse what was done here, but it didn't stop the efforts that led to this. And it's likewise, just because we have laws on the book doesn't mean that people won't try. They are trying today. Therefore, we have to be like Professor Gamillion and fight, fight, fight. When we see that there is injustice being done, when they are trying to suppress the black vote, we must call it out and we must take action. Legal, like I said, they also did some a little bit of boycotting. Uh, they were in the media trying to do this campaign to stop it. Whatever we must do, we have to be ever alert and vigilant to not have our vote, our voice suppressed in a democracy. Otherwise, like I said, it's a sham. If you like this page, please be sure to hit the like button below, whether that's a heart or a thumbs up on whichever platform you're on. Please be sure to subscribe to my different pages. On Facebook, I'm Paluki's World Productions. On Twitter, it's Paluki's World. On Instagram, it's Paluki's World. On YouTube, it's just Paluki. Um, I also have a blog. It's Paluki'sWorld.com. Go there, subscribe, and you'll never miss a video or post or whatever I do. Um, I also have a Patreon page and I'm going to put a link there too. So if you want to support me by giving to my Patreon page, I would greatly appreciate that so much. Thanks again for joining me this week. I, like I said, I'm going to be staying in this like what we traditionally think of as the civil rights movement. So stick around. You don't want to miss it. All right. Take care. Love y'all. God bless. Bye. To watch the video series that inspired this podcast, head over to my blog, palookiesworld.com, and make sure you subscribe. For more information on the series, like how do you spell Paluki, please check out the show notes. Finally, please be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode.